0: Homily Eighty Nine Commentary in the Gospel of Saint Matthew by Saint John Chrysostom Translated by Sir George Prevost This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Homily Eighty Nine Matthew twenty seven sixty two through twenty eight ten. Now the next day that followed the day of the preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate, saying, sir we remember that that deceiver said while he was yet alive after three days i will rise again command therefore that the sepulchre be made sure until the third day lest his disciples come and steal him away and say to the people he is risen from the dead so the last error should be worse than the first everywhere deceit recoils upon itself and against its will supports the truth and observe it was necessary for it to be believed that he died and that he rose again and that he was buried and all these things are brought to pass by his enemies see at any rate these words bearing witness to every one of these facts we remember these are the words that that deceiver said when he was yet alive he was therefore now dead after three days i rise again command therefore that the sepulchre be sealed he was therefore buried lest his disciples come and steal him away so that if the sepulchre be sealed there will be no unfair dealing for there could not be so then the proof of his resurrection has become incontrovertible by what ye have put forward for because it was sealed there was no unfair dealing but if there was no unfair dealing, and the sepulchre was found empty, it is manifest that he is risen, plainly and incontrovertibly. Seest thou how even against their will they contend for the proof of the truth? But mark thou, I pray thee, the disciples' love of truth, how they conceal from us none of the things that are said by his enemies, though they use opprobrious language, behold, at any rate, they even call him a deceiver, and these men are not silent about that. But these things show also their savageness, that not even at his death did they let go their anger, and these men simple and truthful disposition. But it were worth while to inquire concerning that point also, where he said, After three days I rise again, for one would not find this thus distinctly stated but rather the example of jonah so that they understood his saying and of their own will dealt unfairly what then saith pilate ye have a watch make it as sure as ye can and they made it sure sealing the sepulchre and setting the watch he suffers not the soldiers alone to seal for as having learnt the things concerning christ he was no longer willing to cooperate with them but in order to be rid of them he endures this also and saith do ye seal it as ye will that ye may not have it in your power to blame others for if the soldiers only had sealed they might have said although the saying would have been improbable and false yet nevertheless as in the rest they cast aside shame so in this too they might have been able to say that the soldiers having given up the body to be stolen gave his disciples opportunity to feign the history concerning his resurrection but now having themselves made it sure they are not able to say so much as this seest thou how they labor for the truth against their will for they themselves came to pilate themselves asked themselves sealed setting the watch so as to be accusers and refuters one of another and indeed when should they have stolen him on the sabbath and how for it was not lawful so much as to go out and even if they transgressed the law how should they have dared who were so timid to come forth and how could they also have been able to persuade the multitude by saying what by doing what and from what sort of zeal could they have stood in behalf of the dead expecting what recompense what requital seeing him yet alive and merely seized they had fled and after his death were they likely to speak boldly in his behalf unless he had risen again and how should these things be reasonable? For that they were neither willing nor able to feign a resurrection that did not take place is plain from hence. He discoursed to them much of a resurrection, and continually said, as indeed these very men have stated, After three days I rise again. If therefore he rose not again, it is quite clear that these men Having been deceived and made enemies to an entire nation for his sake, and come to be without home and without city, would have abhorred him, and would not have been willing to invest him with such glory, as having been deceived, and having fallen into the utmost dangers on his account. For that they would not even have been able, unless the resurrection had been true, to feign it, this does not so much as need reasoning for in what were they confident in the shrewdness of their reasonings nay of all men they were the most unlearned but in the abundance of their possessions nay they had neither staff nor shoes but in the distinction of their race nay they were mean and of mean ancestors but in the greatness of their country nay they were of obscure places but in their own numbers nay they were not more than eleven and they were scattered abroad but in their master's promises what kind of promises for if he were not risen again neither would those be likely to be trusted by them and how should they endure a frantic people for if the chief of them endured not the speech of a woman keeping the door and if all the rest too on seeing him bound were scattered abroad how should they have thought to run to the ends of the earth and plant a feigned tale of a resurrection for if he stood not a woman's threat and they not so much as the sight of bonds how were they able to stand against kings and rulers and nations where were swords and gridirons and furnaces and ten thousand deaths day by day unless they had the benefit of the power and grace of him who rose again such miracles and so many were done and none of these things did the jews regard but crucified him who had done them and were they likely to believe these men at their mere word about a resurrection these things are not they are not so but the might of him who rose again brought them to pass but mark i pray thee their craft how ridiculous it is we remember these are their words that that deceiver said while he was yet alive after three days i rise again yet if he were a deceiver and boastfully uttered falsehood why are ye afraid and run to and fro and use so much diligence we are afraid it is replied lest perchance the disciples steal him away and deceive the multitude and yet this has been proved to have no probability at all MALICE, HOWEVER, IS A THING CONTENTIOUS AND SHAMELESS, AND ATTEMPTS WHAT IS UNREASONABLE. AND THEY COMMAND IT TO BE MADE SURE FOR THREE DAYS, AS CONTENDING FOR DOCTRINES, AND BEING MINDED TO PROVE THAT BEFORE THAT TIME ALSO HE WAS A DECEIVER, AND THEY EXTEND THEIR MALICE EVEN TO HIS TOMB. FOR THIS REASON, THEN, HE ROSE SOONER, THAT THEY MIGHT NOT SAY THAT HE SPAKE FALSELY AND WAS STOLEN for this his rising sooner was open to no charge but to be later would have been full of suspicion for indeed if he had not risen then when they were sitting there and watching but when they had withdrawn after the three days they would have had something to say and to speak against it although foolishly for this reason then he anticipated the time for it was meet the resurrection should take place while they were sitting by and watching therefore also it was fit it should take place within the three days since if it had been when they were passed and the men had withdrawn the matter would have been regarded with suspicion wherefore also he allowed them to seal it as they were minded and the soldiers sat around it and they cared not about doing these things and working on a sabbath day but they looked to one object only their own wicked purpose, as though by that they were to succeed, which was a mark of extreme folly, and of fear now greatly dismaying them. For they who seized him, when living, are afraid of him when dead. And yet if he had been a mere man, they had reason to have taken courage. But that they might learn, that when living also he endured of his own will what he did endure. Behold, both a seal, a stone, and a watch, and they were not able to hold him. But there was one result only, that the burial was published, and the resurrection thereby proved, for indeed soldiers sat by it, and Jews are on the watch. But in the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week, came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulchre. AND BEHOLD THERE WAS A GREAT EARTHQUAKE, FOR AN ANGEL OF THE LORD DESCENDED FROM HEAVEN, AND CAME AND ROLLED BACK THE STONE FROM THE DOOR OF THE TOMB, AND SAT UPON IT. HIS COUNTENANCE WAS LIKE LIGHTNING, AND HIS RAIMENT WHITE AS SNOW. AFTER THE RESURRECTION CAME THE ANGEL. WHEREFORE THEN CAME HE, AND TOOK AWAY THE STONE, BECAUSE OF THE WOMEN, FOR THEY THEMSELVES HAD SEEN HIM THEN IN THE SEPULCHER therefore that they might believe that he was risen again they see the sepulchre void of the body for this cause he removed the stone for this cause also an earthquake took place that they might be thoroughly aroused and awakened for they were come to pour oil on him and these things were done at night and it is likely that some also had become drowsy and for what intent and cause doth he say fear not ye first he delivers them from the dread and then tells them of the resurrection and the ye is of one showing them great honour and indicating that extreme punishment awaits them that had dared to do what the others had dared except they repented for to be afraid is not for you he means but for them that crucified him having delivered them then from the fear both by his words and by his appearance for his form he showed bright as bearing such good tidings he went on to say i know that ye seek jesus the crucified and he is not ashamed to call him crucified for this is the chief of the blessings he is risen whence is it evident as he said so that if ye refuse to believe me he would say remember his words and neither will ye disbelieve me then also another proof come and see the place where he lay for this he had lifted up the stone in order that from this too they might receive the proof and tell his disciples that ye shall see him in galilee and he prepares them to bear good tidings to others which thing most of all made them believe and he said well in galilee freeing them from troubles and dangers so that fear should not hinder their faith and they departed from the sepulchre with fear and joy why could this be they had seen a thing amazing and beyond expectation a tomb empty where they had before seen him laid Wherefore also he had led them to the sight, that they might become witnesses of both things, both of his tomb and of his resurrection. For they considered that no man could have taken him, when so many soldiers were sitting by him, unless he raised up himself. For this cause also they rejoice and wonder, and receive the reward of so much continuance with him, that they should first see and gladly declare not what had been said only, but also what they had beheld. Therefore after then they had departed with fear and joy. Behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail. But they held him by the feet, and with exceeding joy and gladness ran unto him, and received by the touch also an infallible proof and full assurance of the resurrection. And they worshipped him. What then saith he? BE NOT AFRAID. AGAIN HE HIMSELF CAST OUT THEIR FEAR, MAKING WAY FOR FAITH. BUT GO, TELL MY BRETHREN, THAT THEY GO INTO GALILEE, AND THERE SHALL THEY SEE ME. MARK HOW HE HIMSELF SENDS GOOD TIDINGS TO HIS DISCIPLES BY THESE WOMEN, BRINGING TO HONOR, AS I HAVE OFTEN SAID, THAT SEX WHICH WAS MOST DISHONORED, AND TO GOOD HOPES, AND HEALING THAT WHICH WAS DISEASED. PERCHANCE SOME ONE OF YOU WOULD WISH TO BE LIKE THEM, TO HOLD THE FEET OF JESUS. YE CAN EVEN NOW, AND NOT HIS FEET AND HIS HANDS ONLY, BUT EVENLY HOLD ON THAT SACRED HEAD, RECEIVING THE AWFUL MYSTERIES WITH A PURE CONSCIENCE. BUT NOT HERE ONLY, BUT ALSO IN THAT DAY YE SHALL SEE HIM, COMING WITH THAT UNSPEAKABLE GLORY AND THE MULTITUDE OF THE ANGELS if ye are disposed to be humane and ye shall hear not these words only all hail but also those others come ye blessed of my father inherit the kingdom prepared for you before the foundation of the world be ye therefore humane that ye may hear these things and ye women that wear gold who have looked on the running of these women at last though late lay aside the disease of the desire for gold and ornaments so that if ye are emulous of these women change the ornaments which ye wear and clothe yourselves instead with almsgiving what is the use i pray you of these precious stones and of the garments spangled with gold my soul you say is glad and is pleased with these things i asked thee the prophet but thou tellest me the hurt. For nothing is worse than being taken up with these things, and delighting in them, and being riveted to them. For more bitter is this grievous slavery, when any one finds delight even in being a slave. For in what spiritual matter will she ever be diligent, as she ought? When will she laugh to scorn, as she should, the things of this world? who thinks it a worthy matter for joy that she hath been chained in gold for he that continues in prison and is placed will never desire to be set free as indeed neither will this woman but as having become a kind of captive to this wicked desire she will not endure so much as to hear spiritual language with becoming desire and diligence much less to engage in such work WHAT, THEN, IS THE PROFIT OF THESE ORNAMENTS AND THIS LUXURY? I PRAY THEE. I AM PLEASED WITH THEM, THOU SAYEST. AGAIN THOU HAST TOLD OF THE HURT AND THE RUIN. BUT I ENJOY ALSO, THOU SAYEST, MUCH HONOR FROM THE BEHOLDERS. AND WHAT IS THIS? THIS IS THE OCCASION OF ANOTHER DESTRUCTION, WHEN THOU ART LIFTED UP TO haughtiness, TO ARROGANCE. COME NOW since thou hast not told me of the prophet bear with me while i tell thee of the mischiefs what then are the mischiefs resulting therefrom anxiety which is greater than the pleasure wherefore many of the beholders these i mean of the grosser sort derive more pleasure from it than she who wears the gold for thou indeed deckest thyself with anxiety but they without this feast their eyes moreover there are other things again the debasing of the soul the being looked upon with envy on all sides for the neighbouring women stung by it arm themselves against their own husbands and stir up against thee grievous wars together with these things the fact that all one's leisure and anxiety are spent on this object that one doth not apply oneself earnestly to spiritual achievements that one is filled with haughtiness, arrogance, and vainglory, that one is riveted to the earth, and loses one's wings, and instead of an eagle, becometh a dog or a swine. For having given up looking up into heaven, and flying thither, thou bendest down to the earth like the swine, being curious about mines and caverns, and having an unmanly and base soul. But dost thou, when thou appearest, Turn towards thee the eyes of them at the market-place, well then, for this very reason thou shouldest not wear gold that thou mayest not become a common gazing-stock and open the mouths of many accusers, for none of those whose eyes are toward thee admired thee, but they jeer at thee as fond of dress, as boastful as a carnal woman, and shouldest thou enter into a church thou goest forth without getting anything but countless leers and revilings and curses not from the beholders only but also from the prophet for straightway isaiah that hath the fullest voice of all as soon as he hath seen thee will cry out these things saith the lord against the princely daughters of zion because they walked with a lofty neck and with winkings of the eyes and in their walking trailing their garments and mincing at the same time with their feet the lord shall take off their bravery and instead of a sweet smell there shall be dust and instead of a stomacher thou shalt gird thyself with a cord these things for thy gorgeous array for not to them only are these words addressed but to every woman that doeth like them and Paul again with him stands as an accuser, telling Timothy to charge the women not to adorn themselves with braided hair, or gold, or pearls, or costly array, so that everywhere the wearing of gold is hurtful, but especially when thou art entering into a church, when thou passest through the poor. For if thou wert exceedingly anxious to bring an accusation against thyself, Thou couldst not put on any other array than this visage of cruelty and inhumanity. Consider at any rate how many hungry bellies thou passest by with this array, how many naked bodies with this satanical display. How much better to feed hungry souls than to bore through the lobes of thy ears and to hang from them the food of countless poor for no purpose or profit. What? Is to be rich a commendation? What? Is to wear gold a praise? Though it be from honest earnings that these things are put on you, even so, what thou hast done is a very heavy charge against thee. But when it is moreover from dishonesty, consider the exceeding greatness of it. But dost thou love praises and honor? Strip thyself, therefore, of this ridiculous clothing and then all will admire thee then shalt thou enjoy both honour and pure pleasure since now at any rate thou art overwhelmed with jeers working for thyself many causes of vexation arising out of these things for should any of these things be missing consider how many are the evils that have their birth therefrom how many maidservants are beaten how many men put to trouble how many led to execution how many cast into prison and trials arise hence and actions and countless curses and accusations against the wife from the husband against the husband from her friends against the soul from itself but it will not be lost in the first place this is not easy to secure but even if it be kept safe constantly yet by being kept it occasions much anxiety and care and discomfort and no advantage for what kind of profit arises from hence to the house what advantage to the woman herself who wears it no advantage indeed but much unseemliness and accusation from every quarter how wilt thou be able to kiss Christ's feet and cling to them when thus dressed. From this adorning he turneth away. For this cause he vouchsafed to be born in the house of a carpenter, or rather not even in that house, but in a shed and a manger. How then wilt thou be able to behold him, not having beauty that is desirable in his eyes, not wearing the array that is lovely before him, but what is hateful? for he that cometh unto him must not deck himself out with such garments but be clothed with virtue consider what after all these jewels are nothing else than earth and ashes mix water with them and they are clay consider and be ashamed to make clay thy master forsaking all and abiding by it and carrying and bearing it about even when thou enterest into a church when most of all thou oughtest to flee from it for neither for this cause was the church built that thou shouldest display therein these riches but spiritual riches but thou as though thou wert entering into a pompous procession thus deckest thyself out on every side imitating the women on the stage even so dost thou carry about in profusion that ridiculous mess therefore i tell thee thou comest for mischief to many and when the congregation is dismissed in their houses at their tables one may hear the more part describing these things for they have left off saying thus and thus said the prophet and the apostle and they describe the costliness of your garments the size of your precious stones and all the other unseemliness of them that wear these things this makes you backward in almsgiving and your husbands for one of you would not readily consent to break up one of these ornaments to feed a poor man for when thou wouldst choose even thyself to be in distress rather than to behold these things broken to pieces how shouldst thou feed another at the cost of them for most women feel towards these things as to some living beings and not less than towards their children God forbid, thou sayest. Prove me this, then, prove it by your works, as now at least I see the contrary. For whoever of those that are completely taken captive by melting down these things would rescue a child's soul from death. And why do I say a child's? Who hath redeemed his own soul thereby when perishing? Nay, on the contrary, the more part even set it to sale for these things every day. And should any bodily infirmity take place they do everything but if they see their soul depraved they take no such pains but are careless both about their children's soul and their own soul in order that these things may remain to rust with time and whilst thou art wearing jewels worth ten thousand talents the member of christ hath not the enjoyment of so much as of necessary food and whereas the common lord of all hath imparted to all alike of heaven and of the things in heaven and of the spiritual table thou dost not impart to him even of perishing things on purpose that thou mayest continue perpetually bound with these grievous chains hence the countless evils hence the fornications of the men when ye prepare them to cast off self-restraint when ye teach them to take delight in these things with which the harlot women deck themselves, for this cause they are so quickly taken captive. For if thou hadst instructed him to look down upon these things, and to take delight in chastity, godly fear, and humility, he would not have been so easily taken by the shafts of fornication. For the harlot is able to adorn herself in this way even to a greater degree than this. But with those other ornaments, not so. Accustom him then to take delight in these ornaments, which he cannot see placed on the harlot. And how wilt thou bring him into this habit? If thou take off these, and put on those others, so shall both thy husband be in safety, and thou in honor, and God will be propitious to you, and all men will admire you, and ye will attain unto the good things to come. By the grace and love towards men of our Lord Jesus Christ, to whom be glory and might, world without end. Amen. End of homily eighty nine.